You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. How we doing, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. My name is Cliff Barnes. My name is Seth. How's it going, guys? Haven't talked to you in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, forever. Like last time I talked to you, I had this shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Cliff's, Cliff's doing a lot of dishwashing. Yes. The dishwasher still running after all these weeks. You should get that looked at. <laughs> so we are zooming, we are washing dishes, we are multitasking, and we are podcasting. Welcome back. Um, remember how I said I joined Amazon Prime? Yeah. And there's all these perks to it, including two day shipping. Is that not the whole thing of it? Oh, yeah, I got some. St- I got stuff today. That's right. the whole deal right there. That's, That's the worth it game. right there. That's the whole ballgame, so I've heard. Yeah. So I ordered some stuff. One such stuff was a book that came out on Tuesday. Um, and I I don't I couldn't remember the last new book I bought. I usually just buy old stuff at you know flea markets and stuff, but this was a brand new book by Max Brooks, the author of World War Z. It's called Devolution, a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. So this wow. is this is the World War Z template of like historical documents and first-hand accounts, but it's about the worst Sasquatch massacre in the history of America. Is this like a Mount Rainier? Like Mount Rainier in Washington, right? Yeah. So I had yeah, never heard of this historical. Well, it's historical. Yeah. You're gonna have to get this book to find out. But yeah, it's like someone found this journal that had been lost, uh, and he and the idea is the author has delved into all of his research and uncovered this past massacre that happened as this history that's been uncovered. So I really wanted to read it, uh, and it was my brother's birthday, so I thought, hey, I'll order him a copy, get it shipped to his house. I'll order myself a copy. Screw it, I'm buying two copies of this book. Your birthday? That's my fake birthday too. I'm gonna treat myself. So ordered ordered it was like monday night and like it was after midnight it was like 1 a.m i put the order through and it was like it was going to arrive on tuesday not the book but there was some other stuff i ordered and it's going to show up on tuesday and the, the book would show up on thursday i was like i don't need it that fast you could do and there's a there was a button you can have what? Your, your your amazon day like you can pick one day a week. Nobody a does week. that. Okay. Well, you get a free dollars worth of digital stuff too. They give you a coupon. So I thought, I'll just say I don't need some Amazon warehouse guy running around at four in the morning getting this. I bought oh like printer gosh. ink. I don't need printer ink. I didn't need it. Amazon Prime is not for ethical people. Right. right. That's very true. I want my one day shipping, no time to pee. Get it, get it in a box. Take a break, have a nice long bathroom break, relax. I don't need my printer ink. You think that's what happens? Now, I just want to know if you think that in your head 
that this affects anybody's break time. It did by like a nanosecond. (laughs) Wow. But it's a waste. Then the, 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 the cardboard. Yeah. Waste of cardboard. The, I'm thinking about the poor male person, the mail carrier. Needs a job. This box. Yeah. Needs a job. Now the box is going to be twice as heavy because you find <laughs> everything. That's right. <laughs> so I'm trying to be ethical. I'm trying to help. I'm not in a hurry. So Thursday goes by. Chair gets his birthday present. Awesome. It shipped to Lower Salem out in the hinterlands. Downtown Marietta, it doesn't show up. I check tracking. It says, uh-oh, it's late. Sorry, it'll come tomorrow. Doesn't come today either. It left Euclid, Ohio. Here we go. Went east to Pittsburgh. Went north to Warrendale, Pennsylvania. And that's where it was this afternoon. As of tonight, now it's in Cincinnati, Ohio. So You're not you're not making me feel good about things because I got I ordered had a three items on order Amazon Prime from two days ago. Got two of those items today. And the third one was shipped separately. But when I checked it, when the other two came in, it said would be here by 9 p.m. I just I did the exact same thing today. I had multiple shipments. Mm -hmm. Some things got here and the other stuff said by 9 p.m. And now there it says we're going to be late. Yep. That's what I just checked it. That's what mine says. I mean, I realize we're in a global pandemic. There are there are shipping problems and delays happening, but. Got to say, the vaunted prime shipping is not getting off on the right foot. With well, me. first mistake you did was let them know that you would give them any leeway whatsoever. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you got to crack the whip. Mm-hmm. You know, I want this all immediately. You should be standing on the street corner pointing at your watch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the mail, the mail person dropped off mail. FedEx dropped something off for my landlord, and UPS brought me something for Diamond. So I had three delivery people show up today, and I all thought they had my package. <laughs> None of them did. Wow. Ugh. Wow. Somebody got a Star Wars toy, though. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. It could have been. I watched oh. bag though. I checked out the the video streaming's fine. That, that, that's, that worked. Yeah. How did you like it? Uh, I watched the first episode, and I thought, this is good, but this kind of reminds me of this other show I really like that has Olivia Coleman in it and is British and is kind of raunchy and kind of breaks the fourth wall, which is Peep Show. I thought, I wonder if Prime has Peep Show. And they do, so I watched three episodes or three seasons of Peep Show before I watched the second episode of Fleabag. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Cool. Um, Be so sad. <laughs> I, re- I rewatched all of Love. I, I watched uh, like three or four episodes just not too long ago. Just just was in the mood for it, and I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Watch an episode, and then like I was three or four into it, and I was like, Man, I gotta go to bed. Nick Nick hadn't watched is, it. Is and... there a song I'm in the mood for Love? Nick hadn't watched it, so I was like, "Yeah, here's something to watch." So we watched all that, and then, um, oh, I finished that. Um, 
what's her name? HBO Max show, Love Life. Anna oh, Kendrick. yeah. Did you end up watching any of that? Yet? Not yet. I think we probably will, though. It's um, good. I finished it. It's 10 episodes, and I, I've enjoyed it. I really liked it. And, and I guess they're going to do uh, another season, and it'll be a different person. Mm, okay. it, kind of, it kind of just goes through her love life basically over a decade you know so it was good i thought mm-hmm. it was very enjoyable she's i like her and it, it was yeah it was a, it was pretty interesting um we're also re-watching i have never done a rewatch of lost and i wasn't one of the people that just lost my mind and trolled and was upset about the ending. But I also don't remember all the details and everything. So I said, Nick, Hey, you want to watch lost? Check it out. I'm getting ready to do a rewatch. He's like, nah, I don't think so. I was like, well, let's just watch the pilot. You know, if you, you know, if you're, if you don't like that, you have to watch it more. With knowing, I know that that's one of the best pilots ever made. <laughs> don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> so, so I don't think we, I think we watched like six or eight episodes that in that setting. And now we're, uh, as of this moment, we're about halfway through season two. It's, it's, guess what? Lost is a pretty good show. <laughs> That's one I've always wanted to rewatch, but was never quite motivated enough to do it. It's got some weak weakness here. That the first season is great, so you can't go wrong with the first season. It um, second season, uh, I, there's things, there's moments that, of course, I remember that I want to re see, and I want to see how the ending plays it for me this time. But anyway, he's really enjoying it. Uh, you know, because he's never seen it before, and I'm I'm getting a lot more out of it this time, knowing things, knowing why people are acting the way as they are, and what is going on. Knowing, so, knowing it's not Penny's boo. Yeah, yeah, just kind of throw that out there. I, is there, there's so things like that. I'm like, don't, I'm like Nick, don't even Google Lost. You cannot Google because there's certain images that are immediately going to pop up, and and like. Uh, we got to go back. Like I don't, I can't say that. I keep wanting to say that. And I, I ordered the uh, Michael Giacchino or Giacchino. I don't know how to say his last name. He, that I mean, that's like universally the best TV soundtrack. So he did a concert for the 15 year anniversary last year, I believe in Australia, and they put it out on 180 gram vinyl, and I ordered it, and. I, you know, it should be here this week. I, I've just been loving the soundtrack as we listen to it. No, it's not coming. Check, not coming. Check, check the, check the I put w- one day shipping. Anyway, uh, what's your uh, what's your Amazon day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I said no Amazon day, and don't ever ask me that garbage again. <laughs> Every day is Amazon day. Um, if I did pick one, I'd pick Sunday. Just to really nobody. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it was funny because I said, Nick, when those records come, you can't even look at them because I've, I've been saying 
just kept saying, I was like, there's this quote I keep wanting to say that, because he's like, he, he keeps saying, well, they must be on the island the whole time, you know, and all this. And I was like, I want to say this quote. It's literally printed on every one of the albums on both sides. Every album says we got to, we got to go back. <laughs> it's, a, it's so funny. And it, but if you don't know the premise of Lost, they get cut. Anyone that doesn't, you get it. it I didn't watch it originally when it came out. I, I, I think I started into it probably the fourth season around then because it was just such water cooler talk. Everybody was talking about Lost all the time and the puzzly stuff. And I was like, okay, I got to watch this. But when it originally came out and they said it's people getting a plane crash and they're on an island, they got to survive. And I'm like, so it's fictionalized Survivor. So why would I watch that? I love Survivor. Well, why? Polar bears are in Survivor. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it just didn't it didn't click with me. What? Why would you do this when you have Survivor? But anyway, it's a totally different animal. It's a polar bear, um, and uh, and the way they present it, where each episode they are showing you what's happening on the island, but also they're flashing back to each of these people's lives and what has brought them there type thing. So it's, it is good upon rewatch. Yeah. I watched it from the beginning and I always was more interested in the characters than I was the crazy plot and the mystery. I had a good friend who he, he barely watched any TV ever. He would just watch news and like the occasional thing, but like he got so into this show and we would talk about it and he was like, so what do you think the writing on that wall was? And it's like, he was into it in a whole different way than I was. Right. And I have a feeling he was way more let down than I was. Because right. it just, it doesn't pay off that side of it. Right. The character stuff I think is wonderful and yeah. still do. The, the, the other stuff never quite made it. I will say that in 2004, we were way too comfortable with low rise boot cut jeans and, <laughs> uh, you know, torture this was post 9-11 and you know the Saeed character and he is oh he's Iraqi oh but there's a twist he's the torturer and it's like but he's a good guy and so it's just like I'm like eh, it's a little it's very 2004 um but yeah like you said the characters are great that's the real magic of it John Locke is just so good when we got i think it's the fourth episode or something when you see when you watch uh walkabout that's that that's one of the great episodes of television and so that that's what you watch lost for is those those great moments like that don't people got too invested in the puzzle so yeah loving that hey guess guess what show is back Agents of Shield. Drive. Oh, I wish. <laughs> the seventh and final season of Agents of Shield. I've stuck with it all this time, I was, and I'm being repaid. I've heard it's saying, really good. It's I was good. Here, it came on. And I was like, should I watch that? I have no interest. I was like, and then I got excited when I realized you were going to recap it. <laughs> you might actually like this. There's time travel. What? 
Lots of time travel. Oh. So th- it has been off the air for a long time. Season, st- season seven kicks back in. There's not a single recap. There's no previously on S.H.I.E.L.D. They just threw me into the deep end. I was not prepared. I had no idea what's going on. Uh, Colson is back. He's an LMD. He's a life model decoy. He died. He's a robot now. Uh, there are these Chronicoms who were the whole plot of last season. I barely remember. So I, I, I was having a hard time catching up on what was going on. But it doesn't really matter because it, it throws you into this fun new idea. Uh, Zephyr, this, this uh, spaceship they've been on, is now a time machine somehow. Uh, they have Simmons kind of explain it. Like, yeah, we, we meddled with it, and now it's a time machine. Don't Crisis ask too many, energy. Yeah, it was basically don't ask too many questions. Uh, so it's a lot like Legends of Tomorrow on their flying on their, mm-hmm. their flying Wave Rider machine. I kind of wondered about that when I when I heard about the premise of this year, and I was like, hmm, sounds a little bit like Legends. And it's also sliders because they go back to a place, and they only have a set amount of time they have they can be there. And the clock's ticking, and when the clock is zero, they have to they slide on out of there, just like the classic uh, Fox show sliders. Um, so, first episode, they go back to 1931 in New York, and there are these evil Chronicoms who are going to change history and destroy Shield before it ever starts. So they're going to assassinate FDR while he's still just the governor of New York. He's not even the president because he's the one who forms the SSR that becomes Shield. All right, so they think they're going to assassinate the, the, the soon-to-be president, but they're not. They're going to kill somebody else, the the ancestor who is the head of Hydra. So if they destroy Hydra, then S.H.I.E.L.D. is never formed in response to Hydra, so there's a neat little twist there. Hmm. So, uh, and something's going May was injured badly last season. Again, I'm, I don't know the details. I'm, I'm not going to look them up. But so May's having problems. She's like trying to be healed and she's having psychological problems. But um, so the idea was this Hydra guy was smuggling the, the main ingredient of what would become the super soldier serum back to Hydra base. And they realized if they stop him now, it would, it would stop Hydra. But then you know, Captain America would never be created. Uh, Shield would never be created. We can't mess up history that bad. So it's these like, you know, can we? How much can we mess up history and still keep things the same? So they jump from the 30s in 1955 into Groom Lake, Nevada, which becomes Area 51. Uh, and of course, someone sees the sees the ship they're in and thinks it's a spaceship. So we, we're we're doing the, uh, you know. Doc Brown seeing the DeLorean. It is a spaceship, right? Yeah. Well, it's a yeah, I sort of. It's like Quinjet, basically, but yeah. they can they can take it to space. Yeah. Uh. So this episode's uh, guest stars. Uh, he was Daniel Sousa on Peggy Carter, the actor. Difficult name, Inver Jokey. I'm not entirely sure. He was he was uh, from Dollhouse, the the Joss Whedon show. So if you're, if you're, if you're ever on a Joss Whedon show, you'll be back on another Joss Whedon show later. So they brought him back as this uh, agent in Peggy Carter. So it's, it's, it's uh, Colson. There's like a huge fan of this guy. He was like a legendary shield agent. So he's like fanboying out over him. Um, and it's, there's an episode shot in black and white. Uh, and it starts, it's the sunset Boulevard opening where it starts 
with Susa dead in a swimming pool. And there's this noir narration of like, yeah, it all started on a rainy night sort of thing. So, and every episode has started the, the credits at the beginning have like period accurate, you know, the forties one looked like noir credits. You know, it looked like double indemnity or something. And then the fifties, they were big, like sci-fi, you know, alien invasion credits. So there's some fun time travely stuff. Um, this is, this is the kind of fun show I wanted where it's not one long dreary thing happening. It's a bunch of fun adventures of them, you know, getting and in, getting into different missions and things. So for last season, I'm glad they're going out uh, with a bang and it's, it's, it's been good. I, it was, I, I've ragged on this show for a lot of years, but I've stuck with it. But so I'm glad I'm getting a little payoff here toward the end. Cool. Um, yeah, I, if one last thing on that, I, I think I saw where they filmed that entire season and the previous season back to like together, mm-hmm. back to back. So, like Clark Gregg has been doing press for it, but it's stuff that they filmed like two years ago, and now he's he's like, you know, he's just out there having fun now. Like he doesn't even. It's so far. He's so far beyond it. He does not care. I don't feel so bad then that I, he, I'm not the only one who doesn't remember what's going on. Right. I think I watched three other things. One was if you if you ever watched uh, remember the old match game back in the day with Gene, whatever his name was. Yeah, and uh, Carly was watching match game with Alec Baldwin right. the other day. That's what I was going to say. For the last several years, I think it's season five now. He's been the host. They do Celebrity Family Feud and they usually bookend it with uh, Match Game with Alec Baldwin. He is a he is really funny. Uh, I mean, if you ever if you ever hear him on a podcast or something, he or whenever he's on, uh, what was he? I think when I watched him on uh, Comedians and Cars and Coffee or whatever, he's so funny. He's just like he's a funny guy, but he. Uh, he hosts that, and of course, if you don't ever seen Match Game, it's very filled with sexual innuendo, and they have always have some B-list stars there as the panel, and you got to match up contestants, match up with them with their answers, and yeah, we were watching it, and it I think fun. it was like Joel McHale, yeah, uh, Amy Sedaris, Kevin Ra- Smith, Ra- Kevin Smith, Raven Simone, and I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. It was good though. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a good show. I'm I've set it to record them now the rest of this season because we watch them together and it's pretty funny. Um, we watched uh, oh I watched the new season of Queer Eye, one of my one of my favorite shows on Netflix. I I didn't cry so much this season. I <laughs> it wasn't didn't have as many sad moments, but it was they were in Philadelphia this. Here, but uh, I don't know. I still love that show. They just go in, and somebody's life isn't going so well, and they come in and fix things up. Whose life is going well at this point? Like, what do you need? It's easy to find people. What do you need to spruce up? I don't know. I don't know. They went and helped this gay priest, and they went and uh, helped some. Mexican guy start his restaurant and things and it's just I don't know they just go in and help people and one you get the whole 
uh, redecorate, re renovation thing, and uh, you get a, a you get a um, bunch of bunch of stuff. <laughs> quit it. I give up. I don't like the time limit. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, um. So anyway, Queer Eye is pretty good. It's good. Go back so, so if you watch some of the older seasons. They're just really tear jerkers, and these, for the most part, these are some really nice guys that just. Yeah, at the end of every episode, you're like, "How is this person?" This, this, it has to be pretty devastating to the the people that they go and help because a lot of them are in a bad situation and don't have too many friends or don't have time for friends. And these guys are the most friendly and really bring them out of their shell and then leave them. It's a good show to watch when you're in a bad mood because it it's very positive. Yeah. Yeah. They're very likable. Um, the other thing I watched was AMC had a, uh, show about the who wants to be a millionaire scandal called quiz um and it it was just three episodes which i was like bravo or <laughs> not dragging this out over a whole season of the any british know how to do it wow <laughs> yeah this was the british who wants to be a millionaire the guy oh, i should have looked up his name the main character was is a guy from He's one of the two best people on Succession, but he's, I think his name's Tom on Succession, but anyway, he's the main character on this, but um, it's it's a good show, but if you don't know anything about the scandals about some people who are just really overzealous fans of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it's not like they were the, mo- the most devious people to walk the earth, but they really wanted to be on this game show, and tried to pull off uh, some cheating that was pretty transparent. Um, Well, they tried to leave it sort of, it could have been either way. They try, I think they tried to kind of leave it up in the air that maybe they weren't cheating or maybe they were like, Oh no, they definitely were cheating. Like I didn't get that out of it at all. The, I thought that final courtroom scene was sort of like, well, you know, this could all be coincidence. Like, it felt it felt like an allegedly, allegedly, just uh, say allegedly. Did you look up any of the real stuff? Like, no, about no. It? It's yeah, it's pretty much pretty obvious if you ever see any of that. But it, it's interesting. I mean, they they did, you know, it's basically the build up to it, and then finally the case, trying to, you know, see whether they are found guilty or not, but the 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 defense does put up a good case, um, but it's it's pretty obvious. It and did remind me how huge that show was. Right. What a cultural phenomenon that was when Millionaire debuted. Oh my gosh! Yes. Everyone was watching it. Had the biggest ratings. It was such a phenomenon, and yeah. it was it was a neat thing of like explaining why that was like the 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 music and the lighting and the tension and the the close up on your face while you're trying to make this agonizing decision and it was like it's not just a quiz show it was like real life human drama it's like that's that was interesting yes how much time do you need all the time you want it's like (laughs) 
just figuring out that that was the way to do it. Let just let these people just worry and yeah. stuff, and people will love it. It was in this, and the British one was the original version. So, uh, it was it was very well done. Uh, it, the last episode drug a little bit, but I I thought the fact that it was only three episodes was worth watching. Cliff, are y'all caught up on Stargirl? Yes, it is my favorite my favorite show right now. Ooh, wow, that's tall, yeah. tall order. It is such a fun watch. And of course, so far it's just been origin building, team building at this point, but they've done a good job with it. You know, these are legacy characters and we are getting the the younger the newer teenage versions of them not the classic versions of them and i don't hate these teenagers which is for a show like this that's quite an accomplishment to not immediately have me hate all these people it, it really is like um the wildcat episode i felt for her <laughs> like and it was it was the story was really good, and the fact that they took this uh, teenage girl who was everything in high school. She was popular. She was president of her class. She was she had everything going for her, and including a boyfriend. And then this boyfriend, you know, a simple like teenagers do, a simple text, you know, to send some pictures of herself to him. And she thinks about it for a second and then it kind of hesitates, but then does it. And then it just wrecks her entire life. And her parents almost disown her over it. They can't get over the fact that she did this. She's brought shame to their family and all this stuff, all this turmoil that is not teeny bopper stuff. Um, yeah, it felt relevant. It felt like of the time, but it also felt you know, it wasn't over dramatized. It like it seemed like that could actually can and does happen. Yeah, it's got a nice balance to it. But then, um, but yeah, I, I do. So far, I've really liked it. Um, I wasn't sure when uh, we got the this version of Doctor Midnight. How that was going to go it was very Tony Stark esque with the glasses and Jarvis and that whole thing, but it's, it's fine. I, I, it works for me. Um, I like the villains, you know, seeing those little glimpses of these golden age villains and um, Solomon Grundy is just, you know, he's kind of playing the, the Hulk at this point, but, but uh, it's really good. This little town story. Um, full of supervillains who have, of course, you know, it's a TV show, so they're they have prominent roles in the town. Um, yeah, everyone is in a speaking part so far is some other version of somebody, right? Right, but uh, like we said before, Luke Wilson is really good. Um, the star character or actress, Breck. Uh, Basinger, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I like her. Um, she's, you know, she's a lot of fun in this role. And that 
and she should be in this role. But uh, the story, it's just, it, it's grabbed on to me. It's compelling. It's just a fun superhero show that we haven't seen done over and over again. And that was Henry Thomas as Dr. Midnight. Mm-hmm. Mainly just mainly just doing the voice. The voice. And then our man was Lou Ferrigno Jr. Really? Who I did not realize was in the family business. I didn't either. Superheroing, but I guess he is. Uh, yeah, the first two episodes were written by Jeff Johns, who is like the creator of this show, the creator of the character. Yeah. And those first two almost felt like a movie. It almost felt like a two-part pilot yeah like i was expecting a huge letdown after that yeah so it felt like one piece of a bigger story and the fourth episode was written by james robinson Mm -hmm. who wrote a lot of jsa comics wrote starman in the 90s and created the jack knight character so uh three of the first five episodes were written by comic book writers so yeah Hopefully that's the you know the good influence that they they're, they're that they've got these characters down pat and know what they're doing. And I, and I, it, I love the, the she's carrying around a a gym bag full of <laughs> you know justice society equipment you know all these powerful weapons and she's just slinging it around sticks it in her stuffing it in her locker it's just fun. And it even made sense, uh, the Injustice Society, where he talks about we're fighting the injustices of the world. Like, that even makes sense of, like, this corny Silver Age name. Right. The Injustice Society. Like, they even made that kind of a modern, modern-ish, at least. Even yeah. though, again, there was a direct quote. She made fun of something from, from the JSA days. He goes, hey, it was a different time then. Again, talking about 2010. Right. <laughs> 10 right. <years> yeah. <laughs> But it, it was uh, it was kind of interesting. I noticed on I think it was through the goggles when we're looking through them, Doctor Midnight's goggles. Um, when they're talking about different characters, that they show them as members of the JSA, I believe, from like 1941 to 2010. Yeah, there were some different dates. There was a Red B reference. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which is super obscure, but I loved it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. There's there's little nods to all this DC history. Which yeah, is- really, really good stuff. It it, um, uh, it it fits in more with the DC Universe shows than it does the CW shows. Because it's dark. It's there's some there's some yeah. dark stuff and some deaths and things. So. Right. But yeah, it's great. I love it so far. Did you watch the end of? Legends, last couple episodes. Did we ever really talk about those? Yes, but no, we never talked about it. Okay. So, I wasn't as big on the past season of Legends as I have been the previous ones. Um, I thought the cast was kind of a little weaker. You know, we didn't have nearly as many superheroes on the ship and the crew. As we, you know, that, that's how this show started. It seemed a lot of shifting around characters to make up for acting schedules and actor departures. Yeah. And like the plot was kind of dictated by who is even around at this point. <laughs> but I 
thought by the last two up the last two episodes I thought were pretty good and kind of brought it all back around to the point where hey I still like this show I still want to I, I want to see more um I thought I think Katie Katie Lotz is great I love her on this show what she's done with that character um from just a uh I don't want to say sidekick but you know a, a non-major player I guess in Arrow you know, at the beginning, um, to where she's, she's come with it now. I just, I love watching her on screen. Yeah. She's definitely the lead of this, even though it's a big cast. She it mm-hmm. kind of all revolves around her. Although I do want to, I want to give credit to maybe the best line they've had. Speaking of all these meta references they make, uh, looking back at the seventh episode, it was the one Romeo V Juliet, Dawn of Justness. <laughs> uh, where they're, they're back in Shakespeare's days and uh, Nate comes into the backstage area with all the actors and they're going to replace all the actors and he tells them there's been a change of plans you guys have been replaced by Riverdale <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he fires all the Shakespeare actors uh, and yeah. they've, lost, they've lost their time slot to Riverdale i love the um i think it was the next to last episode where they're in the stuck in television shows right right like uh they're they're doing um parodies of of friends and star star trek and um all these you know popular shows and uh um i forgot where i was going with it Mr. Parker's cul-de-sac? Yes. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> yeah, so this very Mr. Rogers-esque uh, character that's re- reoccurred this season, and uh, he, he has a little song he sings. And then in the very last episode, when Charlie decides to stay in the past in the 1970s as a, because uh, she's going to be a rock and roll punk singer. Yeah. And the song she sings is is his song. <laughs> so yeah, I love that little nod. And, and if you didn't really pay attention, you didn't catch it because they didn't acknowledge it at all. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty subtle for for the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that was like a weird nineteen eighty four future where all you know all choice had been taken away and everything was gray. And like I I I could take it or leave it, but. That was just a way to get to the interesting stuff. Right. And then by the end, uh, they've announced uh, the actor who plays Bayrod's been made into a series regular. So he'll be back next season. It ended on a weird cliffhanger that I don't know what that means. So we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait for next year to figure it out. Yeah. A lot of speculation on to who, what aliens have kidnapped or alien has kidnapped uh, Sarah Lance at the very end and uh i've seen a a bunch of different names anywhere from the reach to um uh, mongol and and uh, a whole cast of characters so but it was good i I really enjoyed those last two episodes for uh, i mean i liked the the entire season was fine but it just wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't peak legends i felt peak legends was bebo so <laughs> there's never topping Bebo. No, I don't think they can. Well, uh, TNT premiered their big uh, sci-fi series, Snowpiercer. 
Anybody check that out? No, I've watched a bunch of trailers for it, but I haven't watched it yet. I don't know where I am on it. Um, it's got Jennifer Connelly as the lead and David Diggs, uh, famous from Hamilton. Um, this is the sci-fi story of the, you know, the world has ended. It's, it's frozen over. You can't survive outside, but there's a train that circles the globe. It's a thousand and one cars long and it, it's perpetually in motion and never stops. And all of humanity is on board this train. So it's a not at all subtle metaphor. You know, the people in first class have all the amenities they could need and they are living a very posh life. They're second class, third class, and then there are all these people who were stowaways in the tail or who fought their way onto the train right before it left. So they are the complete underclass. So based on a French graphic novel and then turned into a sci-fi film by Bong Joon-ho in 2013. Um, it's fun. I haven't loved it. The movie kind of knows what it is a little more, if that makes sense. Like the movie is very pulpy and yeah, just, it, yeah, it knows the metaphors, not subtle. So it just goes for it. It's got hatchet fights and like, it's just, it's way over the top. The show I think is trying to be more, we're really making a statement, man. So it's like, I roll my eyes a little bit at it that it's not subtle at all. Um, and then that first episode you learn in the in the before time, David Diggs was a homicide detective. And they need his help to solve a murder. There might be a serial killer on the train. And I just, I roll my eyes. It's like th what, this show is already one thing. It does not need to be a police procedural like crime drama. And it, it's wow. done some interesting stuff, but it, it that's kind of been the backstory of the whole season is there's a murderer on the loose and they have to have this guy from the tail solve it. And there's been some things. The suspect is a first class passenger. So it's about justice. Can there ever be real justice? You know, the first class looks out for their own and they're never going to convict this person. And so there's, yeah, there's some social commentary going on. But the most important thing, there's a character named Klimt. <laughs> I had to pause the thing and rewind it. I was like, did she just call him Klimt? Oh, my. Did. He is like the scientist. He's oh, the, I thought he was the serial killer. No, he, does like, <laughs> he works in the morgue, like does the autopsies, and they put people in these drawers. You know, They put them in like suspended animation. So he's like the, he's the scientist guy. So. Klimt Klattenberg. Klimt Klattenberg has made his way to the small screen. <laughs> he's on the loose. <laughs> But isn't Klimt right at the moment, like in suspended animation, in your game? Who knows? Who knows? Lost whatever. somewhere. He, this, was, yeah. he was kidnapped. They still haven't found him. He could be dead for all we know. <laughs> all right. We're ready to put this one to bed. I think so. Let's tuck her in. Exciting stuff, you guys. High energy as always. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> late, got to work tomorrow. Are your dishes done, Cliff? Yes, we're all good now. We've talked long enough for your dishes to get mm -hmm. That was the most important thing. Cool. All right, getting the wrap-up song here. Yeah, <laughs> so that'll be it for tonight. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you to all our patrons out there who patronize us. 
Yes. Send in that one dollar every month to get all access to all our bonus features, secret Facebook page, video, mm. uh, video of us talking about these interesting things. Yeah, I um, I, I feel like I've been kind of mailing it in on the patron stuff because uh, we're we just you know we're putting out the vi- the video version of the podcast to them. Which is great. I, That's I, pretty sweet. Yeah, I enjoy that. But um, they're getting all the visual jokes. Yeah, getting yeah. All the signs we we oh, make like man. signs to each other. But I've been lacking. Take drinks. I've been slacking on the uh, on the on the patron feed though, and uh, not loading it up with anything. So yeah. And I'm going to get in there and write some more uh, entries into our journal of uh, references. Our glossary. glossary of Mm -hmm. inside jokes and things. I've I've made a list of those, some things that need definitions. So that's another perk you get. I'm going to add a few more things to it. They, uh, uh, if anyone has any suggestions for uh, more one job contestants, Preferably, you know, someone of color or minority, we'd like to spotlight. And what I'm really asking is because we kind of threw back some back and forth sub suggestions in our messenger, but something out of the box, you know, it doesn't always have to be an actor or actress. Mm. If there's someone, I don't know, author, or if you have a favorite creator or in anything, let us know, because... I can't think of all this stuff. <laughs> and some yeah, you know me questions. Ask yeah, if you have yeah, anything you, have... you want to know about us in our personal lives. Right. That what was you... the first place you ever uh, bowled? <laughs> I don't know. If you want to know more than what's just in the, our background. Because you'd be surprised what I remember, but if you have to like you know spark something you would be i bet we have some more great stories but you gotta gotta find the right way to question to fire us up here yeah at this point we're talking about our waiting on our amazon deliveries that's all we got yeah we all so we similar, need more similar amazon problems i'm afraid that something <laughs> got flagged we had someone in the in marietta has actually created an amazon day for their account, and now I think they think all of Marietta did that because no one's ever done that in this area before. Right. <laughs> I gummed up the work. Sorry, yeah, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot. Great job. Alrighty. Thank you once again. We will be back before you know it. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth, goodbye. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show 
Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udownwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.